This is the Lake Point Sports Podcast. Now, here's Corey McCartney. You're listening to another Lake Point Sports Podcast. I'm Corey McCartney. Many of the nation's top high school senior baseball players are about to have a difficult decision to make. College or the pros? The MLB draft is coming. It's coming July 17th to 19th to be exact in Los Angeles as part of the MLB All-Star Game festivities. And while that may seem a world away, as these high school players go through a whirlwind of playing their final games in high school and graduation, it's coming fast. Mark Teixeira knows that whirlwind all too well. The three-time All-Star got drafted out of high school in 1998, but opted to go to Georgia Tech and ultimately became a top five pick three years later. Teixeira and I talk about how he approached that decision coming out of high school, the advice he'd give to the class of 2022 stars, and some big personal news for him. He's about to walk to graduation at Georgia Tech after returning to school. If you're not already, give Lake Point Sports a follow across all our social media channels. Subscribe on YouTube. You'll be glad you did. It's a real window into the athletes to come to campus to show out. Now, here's my talk with Mark Teixeira. And here is Mark Teixeira, a three-time All-Star winner of multiple gold gloves and silver sluggers, and of course, a world champion over his 14-year Major League career with the Rangers, Braves, Angels, and Yankees. Mark, thanks for the time. Good to be here. Mark, uh, for so many of the top high school players in the country, I mean, these guys are headed towards some real life-changing stretches. They'll play the last games of their high school careers. They'll graduate. Uh, Many are going to hear their names in the upcoming MLB draft. You've been there. You were taken in the ninth round by the Red Sox in 98. Then, of course, the college career that led you to be taken fifth overall out of Georgia Tech in 01. What do you remember about the anxiousness and the nervousness (laughs) of where so many of these high school kids are at right now? You know, I think it's especially hard in high school because, you know, first of all, you're so young, you're 17 or 18 years old and you know that you have options. You know, most of these kids have have scholarships to, to great college programs and you don't really know if you want to start playing professionally or you want to go to college. And a lot depends on where you're drafted, what team you're drafted, what your signing bonus is going to be. So there is you know, just a ton of anxiety and uncertainty around what, you know, what the future holds. And it was no different for me. You know, I was expected to go in the top 15 picks in 2000 or 2000, 1998 um, when I was a senior in high school. And, um, you know, some circumstances led to uh, me dropping to the ninth round. And so it was an easy decision for me in the end. But, you know, the, the 72 hours from the time that the Red Sox, you know, first contacted me to draft day, was, uh, you know, was, was definitely a tough time. Yeah, and obviously there's a little bit of, you know, uh, discrepancy there. Your story and what Dan Duquette said about them, you know, offering you potential uh, you know, first-round money in the ninth round. But obviously, you know, things play out the way they do. Is there just some uh, – was that an eye-opening experience for you in terms of just this is the nature and the business of baseball and how that played out? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it actually made me I'm, – I'm glad it happened. Because first of all, I went to Georgia Tech and had the you know the best time of my career, and it and it really put me on a uh, you know a path to being you know uh, a really good major leaguer for a long time, and I, I think Georgia Tech really helped with that. But you know when when you know you get offered a, a, a really big signing bonus uh, and turn it down, and then the team that that offers you that that bonus before the draft goes and calls everybody and says that you're not going to sign. 
um, you know, that, that's tough. And it, it just makes you realize the business, uh, you know, and when the Red Sox did end up calling me in the ninth round after no one else would take me because of what they told everybody, it was like, okay, this is, this is the business of baseball. And I think every high school player needs to understand that, that, um, you know, your family might love you and your, your high school coach and teammates, they love you and everything's all, um, you know, happy and, and sunshine and rainbows. As soon as you become a professional, it's a business. And I learned that out really quick. And, and, you know, again, I was so happy that I went to Georgia Tech, but it was an eye-opening experience for me. Is that something that you wish maybe more players knew going into that situation? I, I yes, I absolutely would, would want to tell high school players and, and college players, you know, whoever's going into the draft, understand that you're not special. Um, there are hundreds of players just like you around your age, great baseball players that these teams are looking at. And there is a very fine line between a first rounder and a third rounder, between a third rounder and a 10th rounder. And so uh, the business is going to take over. And a lot of it's going to be, you know, where do you fit in to the organization's plans and, and how much money can they give you? And, you know, what do you want to, what, what do you want to do the next three years of your life? Do you want to ride buses in the minor leagues? Or do you want to play college baseball? That's that's something that you really have to understand. It is a business decision. And as much as we all play the game for the love of the game, once you become a professional, uh, the expectations are a little bit different. And uh, you better understand what you're getting yourself into. You've mentioned uh, leverage. I mean, certainly that was something that you had coming out of high school. I mean, you had it still coming out of Georgia Tech as a junior. But what do you tell a, a high school player who's in that same situation? Because obviously they've got the college scholarship and most of them do hanging there. In terms of, you know, weighing, chasing a dream, you know, but then obviously, you know, having that ability to go to college and play as well. Yeah, so the first thing I would say is that if you're going to make it into the major leagues, if you're going to have a long career, it doesn't matter if you go out of high school or college. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. What could happen in college is, you know, you get, you get hurt or you don't play as well. And, you know, you end up really falling and maybe starting in, in the lower minor leagues and never really getting a chance. But if you were going to excel anyway, whether it was those three years of minor league baseball if you were going to, you were going to excel in, in the, in college as well. So your, your trajectory starts at 18 and it ends. I was a 22 year old rookie. Right. Uh, and that, and that's early, you know, some, some kids, you know, you know, the rookies at 25, 26 years old. So it's, it's really about understanding where you are now, where you want to be in three years, where do you want to be in five years? And in, in my mind, I, I knew that, Hey, when I'm 21, I'll be really close to the major leagues. If I, if I have the career that I think that I'm going to have at Georgia Tech, and that's what ended up happening. I only spent one year in the minor leagues, and um, I would tell kids the minor leagues aren't a lot of fun. You know, um, you go from whether it's a high school situation where you're big man on campus or a college situation where you're big man on campus, um, the coaches, you know, um, the family, your teammates, they're, they're all, it's all a nice community. You go to the minor leagues, and you meet 24 people that you've never met before. And it's cutthroat. So understand you know, what your goals are. Understand what you want to do. If you, you know, want nothing other than playing baseball, go play baseball. Sign out of high school you know, and go start your career. But if you have second thoughts, if you think that you might want to spend a couple more years on a college campus, if you want to, if you want to get your education, 
The reason I went to Georgia Tech is I never knew I was going to make it. I, I had the confidence to make it. I, I, I felt like if I, if I played well, I was going to make it. But you never know what's in store. And I wanted that degree in my back pocket. So if that's important to you as well, you need to, to put that into the equation. Yeah, I'm not asking you to obviously lobby one way or the other here, but how much more just, you know, maturity wise, were you prepared for things because you had that college experience of being on your own and, and kind of understanding that side of it? Yeah, I grew up a ton. And and quite frankly, in my, my first four or five years in the big leagues, I was immature. You know, you, you're still, you know, early 20s, mid 20s. There's a lot of life that you have to understand and figure out. And so, you know, what I would tell kids is every situation is different, but if you're like me, if you're somebody that values education, if you're somebody that understands the long game, you know, I'm, I'm playing the long game here, I would tell you to go to college. Now, if you're, again, if you're someone that only wants to play baseball and it's not interested in going to school, college is hard. You know, um, you know take, take a computer science at Georgia Tech and, and tell me how much fun that is, right? But, you know, there's trade-offs to both sides of it. I would also say it's different for pitchers and position players. If a pitcher gets offered a huge contract, a life-changing contract out of high school, probably take it because there's only so many innings you have in that shoulder or elbow. There's only so many years you have in that arm. And as a position player, you can, you can weather injuries a little bit better and play that long game. Whereas a pitcher, you know, if, if you feel like you want to go out and play right away and get a nice signing bonus, you know, go have fun and you know, you know, sign that professional contract. Yeah, I mean, you guys obviously had that in the 2001 draft. You go five, and then right before you is Gavin Floyd, your high school teammate, you know, coming out of high school. So you got that experience right there of a guy that, you know, had that, that signing bonus. Yeah, that was such a, goes, such a yeah. cool – Yeah, I was saying that that was such, that was such a, a cool experience. You know, uh, we actually didn't play uh, together. I was a senior when he was a freshman, but okay. being able to have, I played with his, his older brother and I are really good friends, Michael Floyd, who had a, a great college career, played a couple years in the, the Phillies organization, but you know, uh, Gavin was in a, a completely different situation than, you know, a pitcher fourth pick overall, uh, you know, big signing bonus, life-changing money. And, you know, he made the right decision for him to go, to go out of high school and, you know, because of, of my situation and, and wanting to go to college and be a position player, getting offered less than, than Gavin got, you know, when I was in high school, I was offered one five and I'm not sure what Gavin signed for, but I know it was a lot more than that. Um, and, uh, and so it was probably an easy decision for him. Uh, when you were drafted, obviously there were scouts and there were cross checkers. I mean, those still exist, but, you know, think about now with the advent of so many measurables that you have. I mean, certainly, you know, there's a better understanding of who these prospects are before they even get drafted. But at the same time, all that TrackMan, Rapsodo data, that's available to the players, too. You know, as someone who, you know, was drafted, obviously, before this took off, but ended their playing career at the end of the StatCast era, how much more do you think the players are empowered now than they were when you were in this situation? You know, they definitely are. I, I think that cuts both ways. I mean, sometimes you can get so wrapped up in the numbers and at the end of the day, you know, baseball is a mental game. You know, I, I've always said, if you have the physical ability, if you are an elite physical talent, then the mind takes over. If, if, if you're not elite physically, if you can't hit a baseball, I can't teach you how to hit a baseball. If you throw 82, it's going to be really hard for me to teach you how to throw 96. But if you do have that ability, if, if you can hit, if you can, if you can throw hard and, and you can spin it, then the mind takes over. And, and that's where 
you know, I think the, the analytics and some of the stat cast stuff or, you know, uh, spin rate and, and, you know, miles per hour off the bat, all that type of stuff. It, it doesn't necessarily help you swing at good pitches with man on second and third in the game on the line, right? It doesn't help you get over a slump. I tell kids or anybody that'll listen, you know, you're going to have a slump. You're going to have periods of failure. It's not about if you fail, it's when you fail and how, how short that slump can be. Um, And so I think that that's maybe where kids rely or, or young players rely on numbers and analytics too much because you might be worried about your spin rate as a pitcher, but it's all in your head. You might be worried about, well, I'm not, my launch angle is bad or my, you know, my, my miles per hour off the bat, my velocity off the bat is, is dropping. What can I, you know, physically do to, to get that back? A lot of times it's up here. And so I want to make sure kids understand that the mental game of baseball is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times, and I'm sure you experience this in the high school level, there's a certain amount of times where guys just don't want to pitch to you. I've had, you know, Tom Batista, you know, who was a, a cross checker who signed Freddie Freeman for the Braves. You know, he's actually, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Christian Yelich's uh, stepfather. So, you know, he said that he's gone out and tried to see, he went to go tr- check out Mike, uh, Mike Trout and he watched him for three games and they just wouldn't pitch to him. So it's like, sometimes those numbers can be there as kind of that, you know, end point, but if you can't get eyes on these kids and actually do something, I mean, that's, that makes it even harder for these scouts and cross checkers. No doubt. You know, but what I would say is that in the end, everyone understands talent. I mean, these scouts, they're baseball lifers. They, they understand it. And at a certain point in time, you're going to go, I got walked a ton in high school. <laughs> I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and I had plenty of games where I was 0 for 0 with four walks or, maybe one for one with three walks and, but you know, you go to, you go to showcases, you know, you, you play on these, uh, these elite teams or these traveling teams in the summer. And, you know, when you, you, you have a guy hitting behind you, that's going to go play at Virginia and a guy hitting in front of you, that's, you know, going to play at force, whatever, um, you know, at a certain point, the pitcher does have to throw to you. So uh, I just tell those guys, be patient. And um, you know, eventually you're gonna get something to hit. Yeah, talent always wins that one way or the other. I have to ask, I know you had returned to Georgia Tech to finish your degree uh, sitting one year shot when you were drafted. Are you still closing in on graduation? I'm graduating on Saturday. Well, yes. <laughs> congratulations. That's uh, fantastic. It, it's super cool. Yeah, Georgia Tech is a special place for me and my family. I met my wife there. And, and um, it's just, you know, Atlanta's been a second home of mine, you know, since I was 18 years old. And and, you know, coming back to get my degree has, has been a really neat experience. It's been challenging. It's been frustrating, but super rewarding. And uh, I'll walk at graduation on Saturday. I got my, my family coming in town, and uh, we're going to have a nice party afterwards, and we're going to enjoy it. What, what's the degree in? Business. Yeah, it's what, what I started. So I was, I was 41 hours short, so I took three semesters and uh, have really enjoyed it. That's fantastic. Why did you feel it was so important for you to go back and finish that up? Lots of reasons, you know, um, again, Georgia Tech is, is really a part of who I am, uh, a huge part of my life and my family's life. And uh, it was something that I didn't finish, you know, and there was always that, um, you know, that, well, when can I get it done or will there ever be a chance? And, and COVID actually allowed for some online learning and some remote learning. So it's kind of a now or never type situation where, uh, I, I didn't have to be on campus 24-7 and, and finish my degree. And I was able to do a lot online. And uh, I'm in Atlanta every, every month or so and in class and doing my tests and you know, projects, all that kind of stuff. 
So uh, just important to me and, and just having that, that Georgia Tech uh, graduation, um, you know, having the, the degree, having the diploma. You know, I, I picked out my regalia yesterday, so I put on my <laughs> cap and gown and everything, and uh, it's pretty cool. Well, you got to let us know what the launch angle is, though, when you throw the cap up in the air. So that's what it I'll is. do. I'll do my yeah. best. I'll, I'll, I'll get back <laughs> to you on that one, Corey. <laughs> awesome. Well, he is Mark Desire. Mark, thank you so much, man. Enjoy graduation. Congratulations. Thank you, Corey. A big thank you to Mark Desire for that chat and to all of you for listening as well. Make sure you give Lake Point Sports a follow on all our social media channels. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It'll be your window into everything that we have happening here on campus. Until next time, I'm Corey McCartney reminding you that no matter where you go, no matter what you do, be a champion in every walk of life.